I'm Kim Grinnells of Dogman.com with Chris Fetters. Day four, Husky football fall camp 2019 in the books. Practice today cut short uh, by design, and they were practicing inside at the Dempsey instead of outdoor. No particular reason. Pete, Coach Pete, when asked about it, he just kind of smiled and said, just a change of venue. So that was about it. So no more, no rhyme or reason, no pads today. Pretty much just shorts and tops, um, no shoulder pads, and uh, helmets were on, of course. But uh, a lot of fundamentals, a lot of um, special teams work, and a little bit of seven-on-seven seven out there as well, and we can talk about that later. But uh, any idea why uh, short practice, Chris? Well, it looked like they were cleaning a lot of things up. And it looks like they were doing a lot of special teams, a lot of those types of things. They did have uh, two team sessions, kind of one in the middle, one at the very end. A lot of big plays in the last one we can talk about as well. Um, you know, Coach Pete, again, change of venue. They like to switch it up. They just like to give those guys diff a different vantage point, different perspective, a little different energy. Um, so I think that's kind of why they did it. But, Trying to you know, get them comfortable with being uncomfortable a little uh, bit. A little, yeah, a little bit of that for sure. I mean, they'll go to the, like they you know go to Pop Keeney sometimes. They'll go when they went to the Seahawks facility. Sometimes they've done that. So there's definitely different reasons why they've done those things. But yeah, it was only about an hour and a half today. Uh, again, kind of felt like Friday's practice, the very first practice, um, and we only get one more practice where we get to see them. And actually, what's interesting about tomorrow is tomorrow by NCAA rule is the first day they can go full pads but they're not going to go full pads. It sounds like they're going to go like half pads. So we're, we're literally not going to see any Washington fall camp, full pads, anything. The only time is on picture day when they do a little bit of scrimmaging. So, but I'm sure that will be pretty vanilla and we won't see much at that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they even go full pads. I, I would assume they would, but you just never know. I mean, if they're, if they're really playing it that close to the vest and things are that, that tight lipped, I, I wouldn't put it, put them past it. Maybe they'll hold it. Maybe they'll hold picture day practice in the Dempsey, and then they'll just have picture day for the fans out at Husky Stadium. I, I mean, anything's possible at this point. Yeah, Jacob Eason uh, with a lot of snaps today. Um, Jacob Hayner definitely had a better day than he did yesterday. Um, uh, Jake, Jacob Sermon had a nice pass today, and Dylan Morris continues to impress. He, he looks like a player out there at times. Yeah, Coach Pete, he definitely was impressed with all four. I think he, he definitely said that – he feels like they've all made strides since spring, which is what they expected. Uh, I think there was only one pick today. It was a tip pick. I think that was caught, I want to say, by Isaiah Gilchrist. Well, that was Sermon. Sermon. It was a Jacob Sermon pass, but it was on some. So it was on this, basically the same uh, kind of set of downs where he also threw the play of the day, which was a, a, a basically a just a shot over the top to Chico McClatcher uh, in between Alex Cook and Gilchrist. And Chico just went right up between them, grabbed it, and he did one of those maneuvers where clearly he's, you know, he's facing the quarterback when he's catching it, and then he's also he's kind of turning so that by the time he's done, he's facing the end zone and he's ready to go. And those other guys are on the ground. The offense just went ballistic. Well, Chico had some. He, he was skywalking on that. He just kind of went up and he was between defenders and he kind of just snatched it away. But you know, and let's be honest, that was the second time that you know Jacob Sermon threw it into coverage. The one that he had intercepted. I don't know what he was thinking. He threw that into four defenders to one receiver. And you know, if it wouldn't have been picked, it would have been a surprise. But definitely Chico. And we've said this yesterday in the podcast. The offense is different with Chico McClatcher out there. Well, they need guys to step up and make plays. And they've talked about spotlighting 
receivers and, and, and putting the ball up in the air so they can go after and get it. We saw how that worked with Hunter Bryant in the Rose Bowl. I mean, he made you know a couple one-handed catches, what have you. So having Chico doing that is, is a big part of what he's capable of doing. But I can't underestimate the body control. What he did in the air, Kim, was ridiculous because both these guys are trying to get him and get the ball at the same time, and he's literally snagging the ball at his highest point and almost turning towards the end zone at the same time so that he comes down and he's got both feet, he's ready to go and run, and these other guys are literally on the ground, and, and it's like they're clutching air. It, it was an incredible play. And I don't think that was the best catch of the day. I think the best catch of the day was Puka Nakua. Well, Puka Nakua had a great over-the-shoulder catch on the sideline, um, definitely kind of about another 25, 30-yard pass. Um, I believe was was that Sermon who Sermon, also threw the Sermon, ball as well. Yeah. So again, you know there were some big plays. Um, you know I know that uh, Jacob Eason was the one that came out first, and he had some nice passes. Um, he had a nice pass to to Savon Ahmed that turned into something nice. Um, you know even earlier on when they were doing some things in the first team period. You had great catch, like Austin Osborne had a great snag. You had Terrell Bynum that was making a good catch. So there were a bunch of guys Trey out there. Low. Yeah, Trey Lowe was making good catches. So again, more and more guys are stepping up, and the offense had a nice day. There was a sequence where Easton had some throws where he had about two or three incompletions in a row. But other than that, I can't think of a stretch during the team periods today where they where the quarterbacks really didn't look good. I mean, they had again the one pick. And that was a poor decision. But outside of that, almost everything was getting completed. And I will say also, too, real quick, that while it looked like all of the four quarterbacks, Kim, were getting equal reps yesterday, which would have been Sunday, today it really it, – it doesn't feel necessarily like a moving day, but it feels like – it felt like um, Hainer and Eason were getting the bullet – kind of the lion's share of the load – and then Sermon came on a little bit later. Dylan Morris came on a little bit later. They both look good. They both had big throws. But it sure looked like now we're starting to get a little bit of separation with Hayner and Eason starting to get maybe into that real competition for the first string. More splash plays today probably than the first three days combined. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, Aaron Fuller had a heck of a grab the other day. And, and Chico and Trey have had good catches already. The first few days of, uh, of fall camp, but I look at what Nakua did, what Trey Lowe did, what Austin Osborne yeah, P- did. P- Puka Nakua caught one with his knees, like on uh, day one. Yeah. So again, th- I think we're we're just starting to see guys make more and more splash plays. They talked about spotlighting receivers more, Kim, but, even in spring ball. Let's be honest; they're opening up the offense a little bit more too on day four. Well, again, and this is the time to do it, right? This is the time to experiment. This is the time to see what they're capable of doing. Actually, it's not the time to do it; is when we no longer can view it. <laughs> well, they, we got one more practice. They can't afford it. I mean, we got they got to let us see something, yeah. and then they're let us let, letting us see what we see now. But again, and, the, and Peterson even joked. He goes, you know, you know, we we wanted to close the doors to the Dempsey, so you wouldn't. But since you're only going to be around one more day, we thought we'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he literally said that. So we're not we're not making this up. He'd, and, ra- he'd rather not have yeah. us there, to be and, honest. And he, he's he, doing he's saying it in a joking manner. Oh yeah, but at the same time, there. We all kind of understand if he really, truly wanted that to be true, he'd make it happen. Let's be real crystal clear. 
Chris Peterson's never been anything but cordial and professional with us. And, you know, I think he's got a good relationship. I think, you know, some of the reporting by some of the reporters on some of the stuff that caused him to shut it down probably got under his skin. But they made it a point several times to make sure to let us know. Everybody's going to think it's you guys. It's not. It wasn't us. So, um, anyways. Uh, Again, more scrimmages today than uh, probably we anticipated. We anticipated seeing a lot more walkthrough stuff. Not sure what to expect tomorrow, but tomorrow will be the final day of practice that we'll be able to view. Right, and again, I hopefully since they did some install, they did some cleanup, they did some special team stuff, a lot of individual uh, group drills and things like that. Hopefully, they got a lot of that stuff done now, and they did it, you know, in a little shorter practice so now they can start ramping up again this to be honest kim that this practice monday felt a lot like friday's first practice yeah. a little shorter a little bit more kind of an introduction so I, they kind of went three days and they ramped it up and now they kind of went back to the start again I expect that they're going to ramp it up again on Tuesday. Yeah, short practice, you know, so not a lot to talk about. You know, I'd say, you know, only 20% of it was non-fundamentals and non-installs and things like that. So there's not really a lot to report. Anything else we really need to touch on, Chris? No, other than, you know, clearly I think uh, I did put out a depth chart a few days ago. I wouldn't say that much has really deviated from that. The one thing that I will say is that it certainly looks like Henry Roberts is getting more and more of those turns at the number two center, and then Mateo Mele is getting the reps at the three center, and those guys really need it because you even remarked it during practice, Kim. The, 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 the snaps, I think, from the offense were probably the only probably thumbs down, Not you would say, of, of the entire offense. Right now, everything else seems to be working fine, but it's, it's getting the ball to the quarterback that's been an issue. Consistently. Right. Consistently. And and it's not Nick Harris. I mean, Nick Harris yeah. is the fourth-year senior. He's the one that's got it down. But it's trying to find a guy behind when you don't have Cole Norgard. See, having Cole Norgard in there would, would alleviate a lot of the problems. We don't know how long the issue is going to be with Cole. He's still out. Um, but then when you're looking for another guy, Corey, Corey Luciano playing again tight end. So they've moved a couple bodies, and who knows? Maybe they'll try to move Luciano back to center if they need that competition or not. But between Henry Roberts and Matteo Mele, they, they need to, to start ramping things up because it looks like they'll, they'll need a second center for sure. And the only other change on the depth chart, it sure looks like Cam Williams has surpassed Brandon McKinney. Well, that was, that was almost kind of a first-day thing. Yeah. I mean, it really and, – and I'm not surprised, and I don't, I don't think you should be surprised because spring ball – he really he tore it up. He had as good a spring ball for a true freshman that I've seen in a while since Taylor Rapp. Well, right, and 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 even Taylor, but even with Taylor Rapp, you saw a guy that was that was getting his feet wet, that was learning the ropes, what have you. I don't think any of us of any of us expected that Taylor Rapp would start from day one, and he didn't. Now, by the end of the season, he was the Pac-12 championship game MVP. And freshman, defensive freshman of the year, and all that good stuff. So he got there. But I think right now, I think there's a great chance that Cameron Williams could be one of the starting safeties with Miles Bryant against Easter Washington. I, I don't think we were saying the same things about Taylor Rapp. Yeah. Final day of practice tomorrow. Um, you know, should be interesting what we'll, what we'll see tomorrow. So, um, any final thoughts, Chris? Not really, other than I was pleasantly surprised that we saw as much team action as we did. Because again, when you see him, when you see the Rubbermaid uh, uh, buckets coming out and all that kind of stuff, and they're going through their little movements, and you see the sleds and all that stuff, and you kind of see all the individual work, you're going, okay, 
And then you see the special team stuff and you're like, okay, this is what this day is going to be. I, I can see why they cut it short because there probably isn't going to be a ton of team stuff. And then lo and behold, they had two full team sessions. So again, big plays. Uh, Jacob, Jacob Sermon had some big plays out there. Uh, I thought all the quarterbacks actually threw the ball very well. But uh, again, Chico McClatcher, it's so nice to have the senior back, and uh, he looks better than ever. On the grill from Al Gaucho was uh, pork chops and chicken, and it looked like they had some garlic bread there too. So they're out there roasting that stuff, and it's driving some people crazy because it just smells so good. So uh, back at it again tomorrow. Just a reminder for those daily updates as well as breaking news alerts, send us a note, huskystadium at gmail.com. Subject line newsletter, we will get you hooked up. For all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenells along with Chris Fetters. Go dogs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Far away. Look like in the steady end of the practice yeah, you know, that's a different type of practice out there that we had today, which was really good, very mental, but still getting a few things done, and execution always breeds excitement. You saw it out there at the end. Is there a reason to go inside the MC, given the nice weather? Yeah, it was kind of painful, huh? We just like to change the venue. I actually wanted to shut the doors, but you guys probably would have left. You only got one more day, so I wanted to be nice to everybody. <laughs> How well has Chico been practicing so far? Yeah, he's been doing a nice job. He really has. Um, you know, Chico always practices hard and all those type of things. And, um, you know, since he's been back, he's been, he's been great. Coach, the extra padding on the offensive and defensive yeah. linemen, uh, is that something new in football right now? Um, yeah, I think it's been new for a couple years. And, you know, I think technology's evolving and we're still trying to figure out what the, what the exact best thing is. And, um, we're looking closely at that. Mm-hmm. Are they, have you seen a few concussions now and then from the trench warfare? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're, you get them across the board. It's not exclusive or there's not a position that is immune to it for sure. And, you know, those guys have probably more head contact than most just on the nature of the game. And so we're, we're, we're looking closely at that, see if that helps us. Yeah. You've obviously got an experienced offensive line. I'm wondering what, what Nick Harris brings in terms of attitude, leadership, yeah. those are kind of intangible things. Yeah, he, he's, um, you know, he's hard to describe in terms of well, everything he brings to this locker room and to this team, let alone being one of the best centers in the country. You know, that, that's only part of what he really brings to this team. Uh, he's just got that infectious personality. He's just always, he's got that energy, you know, and everybody loves energy. But he attracts the energy, and that's that's Nick. And um, you know, so you, you couple that with how smart he is, how he plays the game, how athletic he is. Um, a fun guy to be around uh, playing football with. Yeah. What's your thoughts on the quarterback play this early on in camp? Yeah, I think it's been pretty good. Um, I think all all four of them have really been pretty good. Um, I think there's like a lot of really good learning going on, but I do think that they're playing 
all of them were playing better than they played in the spring. And that's what we were hoping when we came back from summer, that they'd not only thrown enough balls, which I think you know they're going to do that, but just really studied. And, um, it's one you can study to forever in the film room, and sometimes that doesn't translate to the fit, to the field. But we, we've seen it for the first how many we've been for. You know, you can just you can just tell the you know the mistakes that they make. Um, they're they're good mistakes. You know, they're learning mistakes. They're small mistakes. You know, now they're still mistakes, and we'll get them cleaned up. But I think that there's really good progress being being made at that position for sure. It seems like Dylan Morris in particular is thrown with a lot more confidence as opposed to the spring. Yeah, and it makes sense, you know, him being the, the newest to the to the crew there. And I th I thought he did a <coughs> excuse me I thought he did a really nice job in spring for being <laughs> so when he should still be in high school and really how quickly he picked everything up. So you might not have seen it on the field so much, but you can tell just by his uh, decisiveness with throws out there, and, and that's what it takes. And, no question, he's you know he's picked his game up as much as anyone. No, I you know I, I think it's always fluid and you know um, you're always trying to trying to build depth and all those type of things and um, so you, you you need I don't know if you need five sometimes you want to have five just depending on what you think the situation is and I think four is a good number. Um, but it'll go back and forth, probably for between three and five. You know, I think that's how most most colleges do it. No pads on, no no contact. When you're going back looking at film, what are you really looking for? Well, there's a lot. I mean, first and foremost, we can't do anything if um, we don't have our assignments right. So that's probably the first thing. And then you can still see technique, and you know, if guys in a good body position, you don't see so much of the finish of plays. Someone's going to finish, and it might make a play bad, but. That's going to come with pads. So, you know, those, those first two things are really, we get a lot done. Any glaring uh, weaknesses you're seeing out there? Anything that alarms you or any uh, pleasant surprises? Yeah, it's a little too early for alarming weaknesses. I think in general we've been pleasant, pleasantly surprised with really the entire team. I think they came back in good shape. And I think for us, you know, as many new guys as we have, I think guys are executing at a pretty high level. Now it's only day four and the material steep keeps coming. So you, you get us in day eight or so and there's probably a few more mistakes just because it's just so much material. And as we know, we get to our cl closer to the game, you clean that all up. But for the first four, it's been, it's been really pretty good. Just looking at the size of some of those guys, is this the biggest team you've ever had? Um, there's some pretty big guys out there for sure. Um, we just want to make sure those big guys are really good guys, you know, and then if the size comes with it, you know, we'll have something special going on. And I think, you know, like I said, I think those guys are making progress too, all those big guys. Have you seen some of the younger receivers benefit from getting more time out there in the spring and how have they carried that? I think so. I think so. Um, you know, I think Trey, Trey Lowe and Austin and um, Marcus, I mean, all those guys look a little bit different to me again from the spring, so just they got to try to get this you know these calls into their blood there is a lot of thinking and so I think we're starting to react more than think more and you kind of see them playing a little better and, and then I do think the older guys that we have that really kind of know what they're doing and can play at a fast speed certainly at this I think that helps those guys see that how it's supposed to look 
and I think that accelerates our learning as well. You mentioned the confidence for Dylan Morris. Have you seen their confidence grow, do you think, too? The wideouts? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've seen it across the board. You know, I really have. And uh, Junior Adams doing a good job with those guys. And I think uh, those seniors in the room are doing a good job with everybody in there. And that's all heading in the right direction. Did you know uh, Richard Newton's uh, pass catching ability? <clears throat> recruited him. He, he looks like he's pretty sure. He's got some speed too. Well, he he played he played quarterback, some quarterback in high school. Um, so I guess that answer your question. Wouldn't really throw it to himself, would he? No, uh, not too often. <laughs> but but usually those quarterbacks have pretty decent hands. I guess is what my point is. I haven't been around too many quarterbacks that you know don't have that dexterity and can do some things like that. Um, but you know that is one thing we did like about. Richard coming out is that, you know, guys playing quarterback, he's going to have some really good football, awareness, IQ, savvy, you know, all those type of things. And, um, you know, pass catching, certainly at his position now, playing full-time running back, is uh, is an added bonus for sure. We all know how much you love social media. Last week, uh, Damian Lillard gave you what, Oh, yeah. What was up with that? Well, you know, I guess we're all in the... The three-stripe family, so it was awesome, and uh, yeah, appreciate him reaching out, and uh, it was awesome. Is anything going on with him? We're like he might come play wide out. I'm not gonna let that out of the bag just yet, but I'll bet he could. We got a scholarship for him if he wants to come.